Thanks for joining us on this watch party. Jason DeBeas, Rob, keep it McLean McLean. This is Sports Debate Tuesday or Scratch, 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 Sports Debate Saturday night. Let's chat up Cain Velasquez, man. Mm. What the fuck do you think is going to happen to him? I mean, unfortunately, you can't, <laughs> you know, go around and, and, and exact vigilante justice. Right. You know, that's just the way it is. And it's funny because... You know, uh, there are there are so many issues that that you can talk about. You know, but you have to keep you know your principles the same. It's true. So if uh, you know, unfortunately, in that situation, I understand, or I understand as much as I could how much maybe he could feel or how much he would want to react to that situation. You know, because I could want to react to the situation, and I don't even have any connection to it. It's true. Uh, but at the end of the day you know um being away from the situation gives me the the hindsight to at least look and say if i do something there's going to be consequences you know if i'm emotionally attached to a situation i might not think of consequences and I know. the consequence of that action is like any other attempted murder it's attempted murder it's true <laughs> You know, so no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the circumstances. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when, when you say, you know, so I, I just you got to keep that principle. Uh, of course, it's not really about that situation in particular. Yeah, maybe you can find a reduced sentencing, you know, but at the end of the day, it's still attempted murder. You know, it's yeah, it is what it is. So in fact, I don't think any judge is going to allow an, any attorney to argue self, um, not self-defense, but temporary insanity. I'm sure they could find a doctor that, that can go on the stand and say that, but I'm, I don't think a judge is going to let the defense argue that because the judge knows the jury's going to fucking jump at that, you know, yeah. when, they, when they find out, you know, when they put the criminal on trial. I mean, they could settle it earlier for a, a reduced, um, you know, yeah, case with uh, if the prosecutor, if they can, you know, convince the prosecutor that it's, uh, you know, that the case may not go their way if, certain things you know if, if if they hear the plead of uh what actually happened and, and and the situation at hand and and the actual case you know they might lose the case so yeah that's you know it's all part of the process but yeah it sucks you know you know i not that i love Cain velasquez or i know anything about Cain velasquez but you know i'd wish the best for anybody who I thought made probably the moral the moral decision in, in that situation, but right. again, lawfully, you know, you can't just be going around uh, no. taking out your revenge on people. No, but we all know the reality, right, Rob? We all know that it's in um, Las Vegas. It's in Las Vegas, right? I mean, there's more people that saw him do it than they saw someone shoot Tupac, right, in mm. Vegas. Um, we all know the reality. You got a gun, you shoot at someone, you get charged with attempted murder. Even if you're not convicted of attempted murder, you're gonna, there's reckless endangerment. There's, he's going to do, they're going to lock him up some. I just, for me, because of the situation, I hope, you know, if he's convicted, you get, they can, they can, they can serve a life sentence for that or, or 20 years to a life sentence. So, mm-hmm. so it's one of those things where the reality is we all, we all accept this reality. He's in trouble and he's going to go to jail. Now, where feelings come into play, because everyone's like, oh, feelings don't count. The law is a law. But that's bullshit because it's tragic because that could have been any of us who were in a fit of fucking rage at the, at the result. I'm not saying, look, 
I wouldn't do it like Kane. I'm not going to chase a guy for 11 blocks and fight. I mean, I don't know what the hell's wrong with these Californians and this West Coast gangster shit where you got to do drive-bys. No, I would... Nah, I need him stationary. I need him out the car. You, you could walk up and do that, and I'll go to jail like that. So, But my point is, no matter how anybody else would have reacted, that's not his way. It would have, almost any of us would have reacted in the way that would have got us in jail. <laughs> Someone molests a four-year-old where, uh, to, to, like, Kane doesn't have kids, but Kane's Mexican-American. So your nephew's like your son. Right. Your little brother's like your son. That, that, that's family, you know, and and you know me, I'm a big redemption guy. But there's the, the one thing that's really, really hard for me to come back and forgive and forget is when someone does some 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 crazy shit with kids like that. I'm not you're not on my team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're not on my team. It's, right. it's, you can't you know, I think on the bad day, I say you can't come back from that. But on my best day, I'm like, that's the most difficult thing for anyone to come back from. So, so um, I just feel bad because you get the sense, like you've seen him in interviews, right? You've seen the way he conducts himself in a company of children. You've seen the way he talks to, signs autographs, takes pictures with people, random mediums, hey, can I shake your hand? He's always been respectful. He's always been like this straight up guy. And, and it's scary because that can happen to any normal guy. And most normal guys would re could not would but could react in a fashion that would lead to violence or maybe deadly violence that would eventually land them in jail. You know, yeah, that a, sucks. It's a tough situation, but you know, hmm. there's a lot of athletes that are going through a lot of stuff right now. You know, so it's true. Yeah, I mean, how many? Of them, of how many of them were that? You know, not many. Yeah. No. Well, it's lighting the mood. Did you see the Knicks Friday? <laughs> that's that's lighter. Let me they, tell you. They lost to yeah. a bank shot with 1.9 seconds left. All right. Bring, well, bringing our audience up to speed. And I'm going to give you the floor because that's your team right now. I, I'm, I'm going to have to suffer with the Nets with Kyrie still thinking the Enjoy fucking world that. is flat. Yeah. All right. So um, bringing people up to speed, the Knicks played Friday night. And the Suns, who I think they're leaders in the uh, in the Western Conference, right? Even without Chris Paul, Knicks played good basketball all night. And then what happened was, um, they were up by a, I guess not a sizable amount. They were up ten or eight or whatever. Right, three minutes right. left, and I went into the living room and I started watching with my wife, her parents, and her kids. And when I saw they were winning, you know what I tried to do, Rob? I tried to get the fuck out the room because when I watched the Knicks. They collapse. You ever see that movie Bronx Tale? Of course. All right. I'm going to do a line from Bronx Tale. And and that gangster over there, that's Eddie Mush. They called him Eddie Mush because everything he touched turned to mush. One time he went to the racetrack and the, and the teller already handed him his tickets so already ripped up. So I'm Eddie Mush when I watched the Knicks. So when go when I was in the, the living room, I swear to God, I tried to leave. And my wife, my wife go was like, "Don't bathroom. be ridiculous." Everybody's like, bathroom. "Don't be ridiculous." <laughs> we we breaking the trend today. We breaking the trend today. Don't worry about it, Jason. We breaking the trend today. But then when that shot, first of all, he missed a free throw, which allowed that shot to be for the win instead of the tie. Yeah. And when that shot hit the bank and went in, you should have seen the expressions on everybody. My parents, her parents are in from town, right? Even my five-year-old, they all turned around and looked at me like this. <laughs> and I just said, y'all got mushed. 
<laughs> Don't you remember that when he was at the racetrack? Oh yeah. And, and um, they're like, remember when they were in the basement? Yes. And they're doing the, the oh, dice yeah. game. No, you can't. No. Like, hey, go sit in the put bathroom. him in the bathroom. Put him in the fucking yeah. bathroom. <laughs> well, he had a lot of people in the bathroom. That I right? Know, Jojo, would you quit fucking breathing on me? Go, you no, go put him in the bathroom. bathroom. Too. <laughs> no, no, no. Coffee cake. No, no. Can't look at your face. Your face. That kid, the dice, no. Put him in the bathroom. But Jojo's in the bathroom. I don't give two shits. So, Put them all in the bathroom. Yeah. Eddie Marsh is like, I'm on a winning streak here. No, 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 no. no. You can't touch that dice. Put him in the bathroom. So, No, but I like when he was at the racetrack and their horse was winning. And then Eddie Marsh is like, go, you can go, you can do it. And they're like, wait a second, you bet on that horse? He says, yeah, I got a tip. And they're like, they just threw their tickets in the air. And Cologino was like, what are you talking about? He's winning. <laughs> yep. He's winning. And he's like, you don't understand, kid. He can't win. Let's yeah. go, guys. We've been mushed. <laughs> I wonder what, you know, coaches, like, game plan for in a fight. But when you see, like, a guy like Kobe, how can you not know how to, you know, control the hands and the wrists, you know, in a grapple? You know, right. how do you not know, like, how to spin off the fence when somebody's trying to, you know, close that distance? It's just like... It, Maybe the division is, you know, not advanced enough yet. But uh, well, it's a two-horse race. We don't know because it's the such a, right. There's such a huge separation between well, what no, we call I mean, one and one. But I'm saying he's done it to Robbie Lawler. He's done yeah. it to Rafael De Sanos. Yeah. You know, he's done it to all these guys. Yeah. Where it's just like at the end of the day, it's really just about it's a two-horse kinda, race. Well, no, I'm just saying like Kobe. His his style is such that people really aren't gaming planning for it because they don't see it very often. So it just shows you that right. people really don't game plan for the fighter. They kind of game plan for the style or for the for the American top yes. team yep. guys or you yeah, know which he left that team. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying it's like if you like, how do you not? How are you not able to? Uh, why aren't you in the gym with top flight wrestlers? I'm sure right. he is. But again, like it doesn't seem like he was trying to keep space and distance, Agreed. you know, with knees and, and leg kicks the entire time. It was like, yep. oh, leg kicks work. We should be leg kicking. If you're going against a wrestler, if you're going against somebody that's going to take you down, you should be throwing knees. You should understand how to clench, and you should be able to. You, your job is to try to keep them off you. That means hit and move, hit and move, Not hit and move. He's standing in front of him the whole time. That's what a wrestler wants. So, and, and in my essence, that was just like a horrible game plan or a horrible execution of a game plan by Masvidal. And yet again, this guy is just going to keep talking his junk. Yeah. Yeah, stupidity. Yeah, we knew that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just... Uh... But again, if you're fighting a, a top flight wrestler, you might maybe skip some of the basics and go to some of the things that he 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 goes to his tendency. Like he likes getting, or most wrestlers, but he in particular likes getting people on the fence. So how do you not work on s circling off the fence? That yeah. makes no sense. You know, no sense. can you hear yourself now? Yeah. Right. So, um, so I want you to continue that. Because that was a, that was a, that was an important point. Well, it's just all the things that that the announcers are, are, are breaking out, and obviously you don't know what's going to happen before the fight. But it's pretty, it's pretty obvious when you fight a guy like Kobe Covington, or a guy that that is uh, comfortable on the ground, like even like Charles Oliveira. You know that when you get into those situations, you have to know what to do. And it seemed as though, you know, Jorge 
you know, maybe he got tired. But again, that, these are the things that you should be game planning for when, when you're fighting a wrestler. You should be in tip-top shape. You know, you, you shouldn't really even worry about the stand-up. It should all be about keeping yourself on the feet. You know, because right. if you do that, you're going to have the advantage. And it's really not about game planning what you're doing on your feet. It's about game planning to stay on your feet. So it's just, I would expect it from a veteran fighter and from a veteran group that's been with him for a long time that if they really wanted to win that fight, that they would have done something different or had a backup game plan or, you know, adjusted at all. But right. I, I didn't see any adjustment throughout that entire fight. It was hoping Jorge got some sort of a offensive advantage yeah. over Kobe Covington. And, uh, yeah, so I, I just wonder where, you know, the coaching aspect in, in UFC even is, you know, or, you know, do people are, you know, some people are, some coaches, and it's for everyone, some coaches are practice coaches, some coaches are game coaches. Yeah. You know, you can teach somebody the best footwork, the best technique, the best everything, but when it comes down to, you know, uh, tendencies or seeing an adjustment that can, uh, you know, change a fight in a sense, you know, those are both different skills that um, some coaches have one or the other, or some coaches have both. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just, from what I see there, you know, and then you, you see it had these entourages of coaches that are there, you know, maybe it's too many voices, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen. But, again, We see that all, a lot in volleyball, too. Sure. You know, so yeah. at the end of the day, it's just why, and this should go back to after a fight, it shouldn't just be on the fighter. It should be on the whole coaching staff. It should be on everybody that's involved. Why did we not win? It's either we didn't know what to do, we didn't do well enough. All right, if we did it well enough, then maybe we aren't doing our job. Like, maybe we aren't game planning. Maybe we aren't putting him in the best position to win. You go find out some help. You Maybe you go ask some people, what would you do differently? How would you game plan for this guy? You know, these are certain, these are ways that you evolve as a coach, as a player, as a whoever. So, um, yeah, I just, and, and again, this is a veteran fighter who just signed, signed a long-term Multi contract. Multi-fight deal, that's right. Exactly. So oh, my God. I, I'm just kind of perplexed why how you got UFC fighters that are getting uh, dropped off the roster, good UFC fighters, yet Masvidal's getting a deal when basically he's lost more than he's won in the last seven fights. You know, yeah. It's, <laughs> so. yeah, that's um, Rob, that's a very good point. So let's talk about the coaching staff. Because um, as far as giving kudos to coaching staff, that list might – that you give kudos to it might be a lot shorter than the one that you you say you need to fix that um first of all the person who is responsible for his physical preparation kudos to that dude jorge came in with like a six pack almost looked like an eight pack he was he yeah. looked like he and he looked like he didn't have to cut weight because some of them guys are in a bad mood and they look sick when they're cutting weight he looked like he cut a lot of it in training so whoever was responsible for making sure he wasn't like a flabby 170 and he was a cut 170 big up to that guy because he was getting lumped up on the ground with body shots and he looked like he was eating and he looked like he wasn't twitching with those and it had yeah. a lot to do with just his ability to take a shot so big up to the physical conditioning guys now what you were talking about before i guess i gotta agree with you all right so there's either two things going on that they did prepare but Kobe's too strong, and 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 this this one or two things that he does really well in that wheelhouse, it, it wasn't good enough to stop him anyway, or, um, 
they they underestimated his his ability to adjust to to whatever because it did look like Jorge was prepared uh, was prepared to stuff takedowns and when he got taken down he was getting up but you can't have if you have one fight Rob where let's say there's no no strikes thrown and you take your opponent down he keeps getting back up the guy who's going to take down is still going to win the round <laughs> right they're still going to win the round so so tactically you, I mean, it's easy for us to sit here and say they could have done something better. In fact, it's real easy. I mean, we we got we got what we got eight cameras looking at the cage for us, so we got we got a better we got a better view than the coaches do. So, so but in that respect, I kind of agree with you. I wish, and it's either one of the, one or two of those things. Either they did have a game plan and it wasn't good enough, or or the game plan was shoddy. So we both have differing opinions. I mean, that. honestly, if you just think about the way the fight is, like let's you know recap it. It's really just his positioning. Mm-hmm. So again, it's either the level of coaching couldn't recognize that adjustment, which is pretty small because again, other people who are watching who haven't coached but have professionally fought, you know, some some would call that an expert. We're just saying the same things, just like a coach should be. They should be an expert. They should be seeing what's going on and saying, "Oh, we need to change this to get this kind of to get a different result to to change the." advantage or disadvantage that's happening right now right. so again maybe it's not like maybe it's not that they didn't prepare like you don't have to tell somebody that they have to move their feet a certain way or just because you taught them that doesn't mean they're going to do it every time you know you see it's not happening so you say hey don't forget do that hey oh right, okay yeah. hey don't forget circle off the cage you know hey don't forget don't don't get close to the cage you're fighting a wrestler remember right oh yeah Okay, I'm gonna stay in the middle. I'm gonna fight to stay in the middle, huh. and so it's like just that again. It's just knowing what it is. Maybe that's not part of the game plan. Maybe it was. Maybe they didn't, uh, you know, execute that part of the game plan. But that was the issue, and it's whether they discussed it before or they didn't discuss it. Then the issue is that you know that you didn't fully prepare for a wrestler. Because positioning on the uh, in an octagon is preparing for a wrestler. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And you know, because like you said, I agree. The first round, I thought Jorge did a great job of um, kicking the legs and keeping distance. Right. But he kept getting bull uh, bull rushed, and he ended up in a bad position. So it it, it changed the a disadvantage and advantage. And then that's where the fight continued to go each and every round because Kobe adjusted on his own Agreed. that's another thing that kobe does really well is he adjusts within the fight mm-hmm. um it doesn't change his style necessarily but he adjusts within the fight to put the fight in his advantage and that's why the fight always ends up with him going to the ground or, or taking them to the ground because that's where he feels comfortable right you know, so, so uh let's do two last questions what's next mm-hmm. for um kobe um, I'm going to go first on this one. I think he already mentioned, I think he wants to fight Dustin Poirier. And I, I really don't like fighters at 170 punching down. I mean, Dustin Poirier, I don't even think, think has ever fought at 170. And if he did, it was and it was 100 years ago. Um, but the UFC is going to make that fight because I think Dustin wants that fight and he wants that fight. He, he's, looking for some, he's looking for another striker to maul. He's looking for another easy paycheck. Yeah. And should that be the fight? Question of fact. Is that going to be the fight? That's it. Who, but who, who should be next with Kobe? We, we we already know who will be next. Who who would who who would you have liked to have seen? I would have liked to seen Santiago Ponzinibbio. That's the guy no one's talking about. I don't know. I mean, because Kobe can kind of fight in a couple of different places, but it's true. Um, 
Yeah, I'd really just tell. have to see. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think it would be interesting seeing him fight somebody who's a little bit more ground oriented. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I'd have to see a list to to pick the right person. No doubt. And for um, Jorge Masvidal, since he's already lost, and like you said, he's lost more than he's won the last couple of years, and since Nate Diaz is, has lost more than he's won the last couple of years, that, that wouldn't be it. Wouldn't be such a bad idea to have those two fight again. I know Con- Connor's itching for a fight, but I don't. There's not a whole lot of people jumping at him. I'm usually everyone's like, "Oh, it's Red Panty Night." If he chooses me, but no one's, no one's. You know, when he he um said that on Twitter and Instagram, no one's no one's like, "Come see me." So, I guess they you know they don't consider him relevant anymore. But but or maybe not. Yeah. Well, he did that to himself. Yeah. The man out went out with his ankle and still on his butt, cursing out people's talking about family and this and that and. They put up with you, they put up with it when you win, brother. <laughs> but not when no, you, you lose. lose. RDA, I think you should just take the rest of the year off, man. <laughs> that dude's had a grueling schedule, man. Just give him a bonus to sit. Uh, Kevin Holland called out Cowboy Cerrone. Um, that's a that's a, a very odd call out. Um, but I'd like to see Holland fight if Neil Magny doesn't have a fight coming up. I'd like to see him and Neil Tangle. It could happen. It could happen. Yeah. Greg Hardy lost today, got beat down. Do you think this is his last fight in the UFC? Nah. No, nah, he'll be around. He's an athlete. Yeah. He wants to do it, but yeah. he's going to get beat. He is. And he deserves it. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, it's an honest beat down because he's taking this seriously and he's honestly preparing. And when he's losing his matches, everyone's like, oh, I told you he sucks. And I'm like, dude, he's in the UFC. All right. He's in the UFC heavyweight division, and he's never fought. In the, he's never fought MMA. There's a chance he's gonna lose. Okay, there's a chance he might lose a lot. This is, you run in, you win fights, and then you run into what, what was that guy, Marcin Tabora, that Polish dude that murked him. Remember that dude? Mm-hmm. And I think he fought. Did he fight Alexander Volkov too? Is the UFC crazy? Do yeah. they do they think this guy has a death wish that you 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 put him up against these top ten fighters because he won three fights? You know, and two were on the contender series. That's a mistake. So, um, stuff. anything else about about tonight? Because I think we covered a lot, and I, I definitely have to chop this and edit this until like a SDT um, um, episode because um, there wasn't a whole lot going on this weekend. I don't want to talk about the Knicks. You know, I was a fan yeah. for like two seconds, and then that two seconds ended when that bank shot hit. So, yeah. sorry, people. Yo, that's Rob. Uh, Keep him yeah. McLean McLean. I'm Jason DeBeas. It's late for this man. I got mad respect. That's Miranda Gagne, who I think is already asleep against my volleyball wall. All right, we're out, people. Behave. Later. Rafael Defano. Oh, head kick. Yeah, he out. Chicken dance. He He got him. Ground and pound. That's it. Ooh, that's the back of the head, but it looks like it's... Nah, he's got to stop this fight. Yeah, that's done. He's got to stop this fight. Oh, he, okay, he's rolling. Nah, but now Rafael's got... Ooh, he looked like he was going to hit him in the back of the head and stop. Great discipline. Yeah, that's it. You got to stop this fight, dude. There's, there should be like a 10-strike rule. Ooh! He's not even... He's, he's out, dude. Out. That's it. Goddard got to step in, man. What are you doing, dude? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that means you should stop the fight. Yep. But man, Kobe showed you he could, he could eat some shots. Oh! oh! Shook him! <laughs> Shook him! Goodness. He wobbled him. He was on one knee. And yo, and Masvidal knows this is it. Masvidal knows this is, this is his chance. We got 120, 120 something left. 120 left. And the crowd is on their feet. Because he wobbled him and he fell on one knee and bounced back up. But he is wild. And he's got to go now. Rob, he's got to go now. You can't let him recover. 
And now he's recovering, and now 1-2, one, 1-2 two, one, two by Kobe. Michael Bisbing saying you got to capitalize on an uppercut by Kobe. 1-2 missed by Masvidal. Jab. 1-2, and here we go. Got him against the cage. You got to get off the cage. You got to circle. Nope. He tried, to, he tried to circle to his left, and now the crowd's booing. But Rob, I will tell you this. If you're right that he won that second round, like I only said and some of the other uh, media people and other fighters, we see the tweets. Mm. This is two apiece. Nah, I mean, Kobe won this round. Nah. The, the, look, judges are dumb. They gave him, on that shot, they gave this round to Masvidal. Nah. Now, you and me that see the whole body of work, Kobe won this round. But I'm telling you, there's a judge, there's two judges that gave him that, that round. I don't know if I want to see him hug after this. Oh my God, I got to see a replay on that. That's the end of the round. We got one more round left. Boom! Oh my God, watch him drop. That was what he knocked out Darren Till. That slept Till. Kobe bounced right back up, but it, you did shake him. So why do you think he didn't go after him? You think he just assessed the damage and knew that if he... He was tired. If, yeah. And he also knew if he, he, he poured his gas tank out and didn't get it. You got someone translating Spanish for the Cuban fighter. And Masvidal's corner. Oops. Sorry, let's do this. Fifth and final round. Rob, I got Kobe 3-1, but it could very, very, very well be 2-2 right now. Here we go. Kobe runs out into the center of the cage because he knows he has to do that. He knows if he can back him up and if he can, he can pin Masvidal against the cage. There you go. Jab, jab, jab. Wrestle. There it goes again. Jab, jab, jab. Wrestle. Tries to go for the trip. It got the takedown. And twist into what looked like was going to be side control, but Masvidal manipulated him to full guard and now it's half guard. Anaconda choke. That's what it's called. I was saying side choke the whole damn time. Crowd booing. They don't want to, they don't want to see wrestling, but, I, but tough balls. This is mixed martial arts. You want to, you want to watch... Two guys just bite their mouthpiece down and swing for the fences. Go. There's a bar. There's a bunch of bars outside of Vegas that will somewhere will accom accommodate you with that. Just these, these are not Alkies on Oklahoma on a Friday night. There you go. Should he turn? He's got rear naked choke again. He's got once again. Um, like the previous rounds, Jorge is sitting on his butt. Kobe's got back control, and he's had a rear naked choke that's not at the chin. And I was wondering if there's a way. Maybe he's, his arm slipped the wrong way. He could have went for a neck crank. But I think he'd have to have his other arm in instead of that right arm. He'd have to have his left arm in on that. Jorge gets back up again. Tries for a spinning back elbow. Misses. 
and being wrestled to the ground again on one knee, back on both feet, one hand on the ground. Kobe is kneeing the back of his leg, dominant standing position, and takes him down, both knees. Jorge's on one knee again. You got to get that wrist control. We ever do a watch party again, Rob. We got to have a third person, and we got to have we got to have alcohol because we don't really have to talk about the fights <laughs> except the main event, right? We could just talk about anything. All right. 